Now, the Equality Court has ruled that the gratuitous display of the old South African flag constitutes hate speech, unfair discrimination and harassment. The Nelson Mandela Foundation brought the application before the Equality Court and it wanted the court to declare that displaying the flag constitutes hate speech, unfair discrimination and harassment based on race. And uh, South Gauteng Deputy Judge President uh, Phineas Mujapelo uh, said that those who display the flag deliberately choose to reject reconciliation and that their intention is to propagate hateful feelings. Section 21, one of the Promotion of Equality and Prevention of Unfair Discrimination Act 4 of 2000, the Equality Act, it is determined that the display of the old national flag of South Africa introduced from 31 May 1928 and used throughout apartheid until it was abolished on 27 April 1994, that is the old flag, at the Black Monday demonstration on 30 October 2017 constituted a hate speech in terms of Section 10.1 of the Equality Act, b unfair discrimination on the basis of race in terms of Section 7 of the Equality Act. C. Harassment in terms of Section 11 of the Equality Act. 2. In terms of Section 21.2 of the Equality Act, it is declared that, subject to the proviso in Section 12 of the Equality Act, any display of the old flag constitutes A. Hate speech in terms of Section 10.1 of the Equality Act. B. Unfair discrimination on the basis of race in terms of Section 7 of the Equality Act. C. Harassment in terms of Section 11 of the Equality Act. There is no order as to costs. I hand down the judgment. And that was the South Gauteng Deputy Judge President Phineas Mujapelo handing down judgment in the Equality Court sitting in the High Court in Johannesburg. So for reaction to this ruling, we join on the line now by AfriForum's Head of Policy and Action, Ernst Roots. Thanks so much for your time this afternoon. Thank you very much. So, Mr. Roots, the South Gauteng Deputy Judge President uh, Phineas Mujapelo, and uh, to quote him, says, displaying the apartheid flag <laughs> is deliberately choosing to reject reconciliation and their intention is to propagate hateful feelings, unquote. Mm. What's your reaction to that? Well, I, I can give my reaction to that comment or, or to the broader uh, judgment. Our view, the judgment wouldn't directly affect every forum because every forum has since the beginning discouraged people from using the flag. And I personally have, have been on many occasions where I've said to people, listen, don't display this flag. Um, um, so that, that's, I think, point number one. The second issue is we, we became involved with this case, as we said, as a reluctant respondent because we don't actually display the flag. But the issue for us here is the line between freedom of speech and hate speech. And we believe that we must be very careful to try to regulate social issues such as racism and, and offensiveness and so forth through state intervention. We believe that 
we can't really find examples where that has worked. In other words, we, we're banning people or preventing them from expressing themselves in a certain way would lead to them changing their views. Uh, so we believe that we need, we need more freedom of speech in South Africa and we need more public dialogue and discourse as opposed to simply preventing people from saying or expressing themselves in certain ways as long as they do not actively call for violence or, or, um, or harm to be inflicted upon people based on the color of their skin. So how does the gratuitous display of a symbol that is uh, basically the epitome of a hateful regime against a certain group of people based on race, how does that actually uh, propagate and, and, and take us further with regard to the expression of freedom? Well, the point is this, that we, we need to decide if we have freedom of speech in South Africa or not. We cannot say that we have freedom of speech and that, as many of the judges in this country have said, freedom of speech is the cornerstone of what this, the, the current dispensation is built on. But at the same time, say, if you express yourself in a way that is hurtful or offensive, um, then, then you have to be regulated by law. Then you cannot express yourself in such a way. So we but, are not denying that, that, that displaying the flag is offensive. Uh, we're not denying that. But displaying a piece of cloth with colors on it, in our view, is, as we have argued in court, it's not sufficient for it to be hate speech. If you display the flag and you say, well, now we need to go and take up arms or take action against people be- because of the color of their skin, yes, yes, then that's hate speech. But, 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 but it's, not, it's, it's not. not just a piece of cloth with colors on it. It was a symbol of an oppressive regime that perpetrated acts that were declared crimes against humanity. Sure, but the same could be said about the British flag. Uh, so are we going to ban the British flag in South Africa? So, so, so essentially you said you got involved as a, 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 a point of trying to promote freedom of speech. And as you know, no right is absolute. Every right has its limits. So are you saying sure. that we should not limit, you know, how far this particular right goes? No, no, we should limit it. But we should limit, we should limit freedom of speech to incitement to violence. Uh, when you, when I, I cannot uh, encourage people to commit violence on people based, for example, on the color of their skin, and they, they say, no, I have freedom of speech. That's not freedom of speech. Uh, for people to say, as I said, I, we, don't display, we don't even display the flag. We agree that it shouldn't be displayed. But the difference here is we don't believe that this is a matter that should be regulated by the state because at the end of the day, it, it has to be enforced by the police. So let's say you don't display the flag, you get a fine. And then let's say you say, well, I disagree with this, so I'm to happen, the police is going to knock on your door. So effectively, what we are saying is we are using the police to micromanage what people say in society. And we don't believe that that is a healthy way in dealing with social issues because people wouldn't change their views. It would simply be driven underground, and that's even more dangerous. So you disagree with the judge, therefore, that uh, this uh, does uh, not constitute unfair discrimination and harassment, which could in turn lead uh, to an incitement of violence. Well, we would have to, as I said, we would have to study the judgment and reply in detail. Uh, the, the question at the end of the day is how do you define harassment? Uh, you could say that it's a form of harassment to display the flag. Our issue is not, our issue is that, that, that saying that displaying the flag is harassment or offensive or insulting does not mean that, uh, that it should be banned by law. I can, for example, go on for hours about the horrors of communism in, um, um, across the world, and I could make an argument that the FACP flag should be banned because of 
people who have been tortured in, in, in communist concentration camps and so forth. You can make that same argument about, about the British flag. My great-grandfather was in a British concentration camp. But the fact that my emotions regarding the flag, as important as it is that those emotions should be recognized, doesn't justify me claiming that people should not be allowed to display it. Mm, but it's not even a matter of comparid, uh, comparisons, uh, because once again proves that point that comparisons are odious in this instance, because as you say, your grandfather suffered in a concentration camp, black people suffered in concentration camps, and they've never even been recognized. That fact has never even been recognized that black people suffered in concentration camps in this very country as well. But but, but I guess, you know, moving it forward. Well, of course it has been recognized. I mean, you're talking about it now. Where is it recognized? I'm talking about it. It's recognized in history books. I've spoken about how black people have been in concentration camps. Uh, Of course, it's it's, it's in museums. It it has been recognized. But you see, when you spoke about it, you you, you deliberately did not even go there about uh, the oppression of people, people in their entirety. Because I spoke about my my personal experience and emotions. I was making a point about the fact that my great-grandfather was in a concentration camp. So moving forward, what are you going to do about today's ruling? Will you be challenging it? I don't know if we will be challenging it. It would be, it would be preempting um, the situation because uh, we would have to read it thoroughly and we would have to sit down with our legal team and go through the, the judgment and, and then decide uh, what, what our next step would be. And just a final question. Do you agree that apartheid was a crime against humanity? Well, apartheid was, was declared a crime against humanity. Uh, there's no, there's no, we're not, we've never denied that. So you agree? I agree. I agree that it, AfriForum has. There's been a, a dispute regarding this issue earlier because AfriForum has said that the application of what the, what constitutes a crime against humanity was not applied consistently. Uh, we are still concerned about that. That, for example, 100 million people have died under communism, but communism is not declared a crime against humanity. Okay. So we do not deny that it has been declared a crime against humanity, but we are concerned that there is inconsistency in determining whether something is a crime against humanity or not. Fair enough. And you, you, you're quite right to hold whatever view you want. But I'm asking you a specific question with regard to apartheid and whether you agree that apartheid is a crime against humanity. It that, was a crime a, against humanity. It's a formal question. It was declared a crime against humanity. So you don't agree with that? Well... Our concern is that there's not consistency. So that depends on what the but, definition But that's of a, a separate is. argument. We can, you know, all of those can be reviewed it's, it's and you can bring argument. different applications and, you know, you can put your arguments forward. But with regard to apartheid, I'm asking you about apartheid specifically, it's, whether it's you sep- agree that that was a crime against humanity. It's not a separate argument because you need to have clarity with regard to what exactly are you talking about before you can answer. But I'm we talking about deny- apartheid. Yes, but then the question is, what's the definition of a crime against humanity? If the, if the definition of a crime against humanity says that, that communism, a system under which 100 million people have died, uh, is not a crime against humanity, then we say it doesn't make sense to say that apartheid is a crime against humanity, but communism is not. Why is, if it, however, so, why, why is it so is lower, difficult? Then it could be a crime against humanity, but then it doesn't make sense to say apartheid is, but again, but communism isn't. So it depends on how, where you set the bar for something to be a crime against humanity. Okay. Why is it so difficult for you to acknowledge the fact that, you know, in fact, many people died, suffered, were tortured, no. continue to suffer today as a result of that heinous system that was apartheid? I'm not denying that there were atrocities committed under apartheid. 
So you do accept that it was a crime against many people in this country? Yes. Mr. Roots, thanks so much for your time this afternoon. Thank, thank you very much. And that was Anne Roots, who is AfriForum's Head of Policy and Action.